Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, the host of this podcast, and this is where we enjoy all those freaky conversations about past lives, the divine, the divine out there, the divine inside each and every one of us. And in today's episode, you are going to listen to my latest past life regression. So I had Sarah Leverett lead me in another past life regression, and we did this um, at the beginning of November of this year, so just like a month ago. And as it usually is for me, I had questions, topics I wanted to cover, and they were kind of varied, and I assumed some of them were probably related by a deeper-seated issue. But I went into it with the intention of just to see see a past life, see another life that will help me in this life with whatever it is that I'm dealing with now, whatever it is that I'm going to be dealing with soon, just to help me give me a different perspective or help me shed something that's no longer serving my highest and greatest good. And Sarah led me through. So just like every other session that you listen to, I have taken out quite a few pauses, especially in mine. I feel like I have so many like long pauses. So I've taken out those pauses so you can just rest assured that um, the sessions typically go a little bit longer because <clears throat> I'm taking out that dead air. Um, and we will start the recording kind of right at the first scene. It was one of those beautiful, like super simple lives, but I feel like it really awakened a few things in me. So, okay, so we are four weeks-ish since I did that past life regression. And I always send clients who work with me the notes from the session and then also an audio recording. And I encourage people to, I mean, you can listen to it whenever you want, but I encourage people to wait like a month or two. Like whenever I have a session, I always have on the calendar, you know, just like a little reminder in a month or two, just to be like, hey, go back and look at that. And what's really interesting is after a month, it's enough time. Sometimes when we do a hypnotic session, as you know, as you've heard me probably talk about before, we can experience a scene or gain a new perspective or insights or wisdom and immediately come out of the session totally changed. And a lot of times it's almost like this kind of ripple effect, whether it's the only effect from the session, which doesn't mean it's any less, or you notice some shifts, some changes, and in a month, in a in two months, if you reflect back, you'll always find more. You'll find more relevance, you'll gain more insights. And then if you're like me, when I was listening to this, my spirit guides had um, given me some suggestions for just kind of like daily deep breaths and some visualization. And I had totally forgotten that I got that information from them. So I was also happy that I listened again because I was like oh yeah that's right I was gonna do that so it's also a way just to circle back and make sure like was there anything I was gonna do in this session you know when I'm in this beautiful like deeply relaxed state this trance state communing with your higher self and your spirit guides it's nice to go back when you have a clear mind and it maybe the memory of it's a little foggy because it's been a month or two and you can go back and just like learn new things it's pretty cool Okay, so before we get into that, I want to let you know a couple things. So in January, in February, possibly March of 2022, I'm going to be taking a podcast break. So my people, if you want to hang out with me in the first part of 2022, join Kinship. So Kinship is a 2022 membership offered by Past Lives and the Divine, me, and it includes a monthly gathering, so 12 monthly gatherings, January through December of 2022. On the first of each month, you'll receive an email and that'll have a special podcast in it just for you, just for the membership. And that'll be once a month on the first of every month through 2022. <clears throat> if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on kinship in the top navigation and you'll be able to see all of the topics breaking out. Um, we have different hypnotic journeys, different interviews, interviews with past clients, interviews with people who I've had other conversations with, chances for you to interact with those people and ask questions in the monthly gatherings. It's going to be 
so much fun. And then you also get to watch two live past life regressions. So if you're into that, if that seems like something that you want to do, go ahead and head over to pastlivesandthedivine.com and click on kinship and just read more about it. I have a ton of details and information like the monthly topics and all of that stuff on my website. So if you're at all interested, go poke around pastlivesandthedivine.com. I hope I get to see your face every month in 2022 in kinship. Okay, are you ready? Gather around the fire for my past life regression facilitated by Sarah Leverett. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm outside. I'm kind of kind of like a pasture, kind of like rolling grassland, but I'm standing by a wooden fence. Um, but I'm just kind of leaning on the fence and I'm looking at the sunset. And it's just, it's like orange and purple. It's really pretty. Do you get the sense that there's anyone nearby? I feel alone. I mean, I get the sense that I'm alone most of the time, but I don't know if I have a family or not. Do you get the sense that you are in this pasture, in this field for a particular purpose? Yeah, I get the sense I'm kind of almost like in the evening, I always just kind of do rounds. Um, just making sure there's no holes in the fences. I don't know. I think maybe I have I have some animals, maybe some sheep or goats or something. Is there anything else that seems important about the scene? It feels really, it just feels really good. Like full. Do you get a sense of your age? 33. Do you get a name? You get the letter A. Is there anything else in the scene that you'd like to move towards to explore? Anything else you'd like to do here? No. All right, let's go ahead and begin to allow our awareness to shift above the scene. Looking down on this man enjoying the sunset down below. Looking down on the pasture, the animals. Then allow yourself and your awareness to feel that pull in a new direction into the next scene that you're meant to see in this past life. Just feeling that pull and trusting that you will be exactly where you're meant to be in three, two, and one. Settling in to a new place, a new time. And what are you aware of? Uh, no, I'm a little boy. Um, well, I guess a lot younger and I'm just I'm playing with a dog I'm playing with my dog and we're like kind of wrestling and chasing each other and I'm very in it 
and just like it feels so good like the previous scene where it's just like insanely mundane and simple but it just it feels really good and what about your surroundings and your environment where do you feel like you are with this dog I'm just outside my home and my home is like a it's like a kind of like log cabinish and my mom and dad are inside and it's almost like when I shift my focus to them it's just like black and white and then when I think of how I feel and playing with my dog and rolling in the grass. It just feels like full color. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with my parents. It's just, I don't know. They seem very, I guess maybe shut down a little bit, but yeah, dull. Not what it could be. I'd like you to feel into that feeling of not what it could be what could your parents be doing differently the way we see life is totally different for them it's like life is about a means to an end like like doing work to get the food or to get the money and it's kind of like just thought of as like well I don't know we got to do these things to get these other things I just don't get it It seems like taking the long way around down a road you don't want to be around be on anyway and they look at me like I'm I don't know like a kid who someday will snap out of it but I just look at them and just think I never want to live life like they do I feel like they they could have what they want if they acted like they wanted what they had, I guess. Does this remind you of any situation in particular in your current life as Gina? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of something like that right now. Hmm. Was there anything that you could have done differently as this little boy or did it play out exactly how it was supposed to? Yeah, it played out exactly as it was supposed to. Cause it's like, even his opinion about his parents, even that doesn't matter. Like opinions are just like leaves on trees. Like we can, pay attention to them or not we can love them or not we can look for the beauty in it or not we can you know completely ignore them and it it's like even though as that boy and who I am now I see like oh he's right and they're not in this scene it's just very clear that it's like no everybody's right everybody's doing what they need to do and and what's great is that he knows what feels good and does that but unless we are those other people like his parents we never know why they do what they do because we don't know why someone does what they do we have no idea even how to judge what they're doing so it's just like a big waste of time. So yes, he's like, you know, in the moment in living life, how Gina wants to live life. But also he's not worried about how other people are living his life. Mm-hmm. Like even though I described his parents as kind of like black and white he's not thinking about them that's just kind of like what he sees and he doesn't want that for himself so he's he's not like resisting them 
and what they do. He's just living his life. Do you get the sense from the first scene compared to this one that he was able to hold on to that perspective and that viewpoint as he got older? It's a feeling a lot of people, as he hung on to it, a lot of people either didn't take him serious or thought he was naive Mm. or just thought he was kind of weird. And so he didn't have a lot of people around him, but the people he did have around him were people he truly enjoyed in situations he truly enjoyed. And in that life, even when I was alone as this man, it's not like I felt lonely. Um, It just felt like I was with a friend. Right, so let's begin to shift your awareness above the scene. And with that, begin to feel that floating sensation return. You'll notice that you're being pulled in a new direction into the next important scene for you to experience in this past life. Moving there now in three, two, and one. And what are you aware of now? I'm in town. It's like a dirt road with, or a dirt street with little shops on either side. And I can like hear myself walking on the wooden plank walkway in front of the stores. And this woman walks out of the store and almost runs into me. And and we were both like stunned because she, I know her from when I was a kid, but we haven't seen each other in like 25 years. And I must be going, I'm, I'm doing something in town that for whatever reason, she's kind of asking me, like, like if I was like everybody else and had a wife, the wife would be doing what I was doing, but because it's just me and I live alone, I don't know if I'm like grocery shopping or, I mean, not grocery shopping, but I don't know. I was like picking up supplies. So she kind of asked something like, what are you doing this for? And She seems happy that I'm not attached, but I feel too awkward to ask her if she is. Mm. But I guess I just assume it. But I feel something a little bit more than just like friends. Is there anything else that's said in this encounter? Do you part ways here? What ends up happening? It's like we're small talking or kind of catching up. But in my mind, my mind is just like racing to be like, okay, okay, okay. Is she, does she come here often? Does she live by here? Does she come here like every Monday? Does she like... I'm trying to already be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that we kind of lived in the same area. And I wonder if I can see her again. But I don't, I don't say it. And then it's just like, oh, it's good running into you. See you later. Man, it's like after that, I just feel kind of heavier than before kind of like a little sadness almost like I thought I was happy until I was in her presence and then I felt like just like this unbelievable rush and then now it's like I'm crashing off of it it's weird but I 
in that scene, I'm not thinking about that. I just think of, oh shit, I don't feel very good, but I attribute it to chickening out and not asking her more personal questions. It's almost like I'm so surprised at how good I felt with her. And I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Mm. It's like I can remember us as kids playing and it was almost like that connection and familiarity and like fun bond got like it never went away. I felt that right away. But then there was like this other attraction too. So yeah, now I'm just going about my business just kind of feeling worse than I was. I mean, I was feeling good before, but now I'm just like kind of in a funk. She had to locate that feeling in your body. Is there a particular place that that feeling ended up settling into? It's just, it's almost like along like the top front of my shoulders, my collarbone. It just kind of feels like something's pulling me down just a little, like a yolk or something. Would you like to go ahead and try to move some of that out of your body now? Yeah. All right. So would you say that it's about the size of a yoke as if it were around your neck or is it bigger than that, smaller than that? From shoulder to shoulder and around my neck. Hmm. Does it have a certain color or texture to it? Oh, it's like um, kind of a smooth wood, but just smooth because it's like worn mm. weathered the ways in which you could take this off are truly endless um it may feel good um, to imagine yourself embracing this man in this moment and just see if giving him some grace and love for not speaking up maybe that could help loosen it up a little bit you could also imagine yourself chipping away at it, maybe even safely burning it somehow. Is there a particular way that feels good to remove this? Yeah, I think I was just going to slide it off my head, but then it's like just a little bit too small. Mm. I think I'm going to have someone, I'm going to cut it with like a, like a tree pruning thingy. Do you feel a particular guide or maybe just your higher self nearby who could help you with this? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it feels old. I clipped it off and Dale and I are just kind of looking at it like, what in the fuck? It's just old. Like if this life is 17 or 1800s, this seems like it's like out of the 200s or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Would it feel good to hand it off to Dalo to let him transmute it into light? Or would you like to burn it or what would you like to do with it now that it's off <laughs> i feel like Dalo took it out of my hands and said let me take this fucking thing has been getting in our way so much mm. <laughs> it's almost like he's like i would love to throw this for you <laughs> he's gonna throw it into the sun mm. well because that had been such a old part of your story and your path it may be a good idea to put something in that space instead is there something that would feel really good to put in that space whether it's light or some sort of salve or what would feel good to put there instead I'm going to put 
I'm going to fill that space with light. It's kind of almost like it was growing. It was like on me, but on me so long, it was almost like attached, you know, kind of. So just the light to heal that area, to balance that area. But then I also, um, the light to kind of serve as like a, almost like a floaty around my shoulders. Mm. Just it's almost like that high of like a new love interest and then like the crash afterward. It's like, it's not that that's bad, but it could be less painful if there was like, it almost seems like the yoke was like pulling me down further. And now this is just not only not pull me down, but just even more so like kind of the saying of like, just keep your, like keeping your head above water. So good, bad, whatever it is, um, always, you know, not totally getting swept up in it. So you're feel out of control. I mean, I guess that, that goes for so many things in life. It's a beautiful idea. You feel like that light um, has taken shape or would you like a moment to work with that? It's taken shape, yeah. All right, is there anything else in the scene that stands out to you or do you feel like there's closure there? Yeah, there's closure there. All right, so I'd like for you to allow your awareness to shift up above the scene and then allow yourself to give in to that floating sensation being pulled in the direction, the final scene in your life as this man and moving there now in three, two and one, arriving in the final moments in your life. And what are you aware of right now? I'm laying in bed. I think I'm, I'm in my house. I'm way older. I have like gray hair. And my wife isn't in the room. But it's that woman I saw in town. She, I don't know if her husband died or or left or if she left him. But we for years saw each other around town and then eventually became friendly like years later we got together and she had her she had kids and I never thought I wanted it's not that I didn't want kids but it was just I guess I kind of felt like if it was meant to be it would happen and I thought my life was full and fun before, but it just got even better with her. And it, it's the romance with her, but it's also with the kids and her, I found more people or I found people who really, like, really got to know me for the first time. And and instead of scrutinizing the way I go about my life, they, like, you know, we kind of, like, jokingly, like, lovingly made fun of me for it. Or, like, you know, they started doing more things like I do and started looking at life more like I do. And it was, it just added even more that I didn't even know was possible. So I know you said that she wasn't in the room, but is she nearby? Is she in the house? Yeah. Yeah. She takes care of me. 
And it's just us in the house now. Um, so she's, I think she's making me lunch. I'd like for you to fast forward to right before you take that final breath. What were your final thoughts in your life as this man? <laughs> I was really looking forward to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess then my next thought is like, whoa, that went fast. That was easy too. Like if you, it's almost like I had this theory of how easy can you let life be? And every time it was easy and good, I took it as a win. And it was like, that was another thing where it was like, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Okay, we're good. It's just like another, I guess, proof of my, the theory that I had in that life. Do you get the sense that she was still in the other room in these last moments? Yeah. Is there anything that you wish that you could have said to her, but you didn't get the chance to say it? I think we said it to each other like all day, every day. Mm. I mean, not all day, but we said it. We said whatever we were thinking. Good and bad, you know, compassionately, but she felt the same way when she came in with the tray for my lunch. She's sad that I'm gone, but she's happy that it happened so fast. I get the sense I maybe had like a, something that equaled kind of a slow death, but then something else kind of did me in. Mm. Like if I had tuberculosis, but then I had a heart attack or something like that. Um, you know, I almost felt like we were getting ready for like a long, painful road. And then it was just like, nope. And we were sad, but thankful too. Would you say that you had any regrets in life? It's almost like the only regret was times where I like just didn't show myself compassion like the when I saw her for the first time again after all those years and I decided I ended up not asking her more questions and I felt like oh shit was what the last time I'm going to see her and then it's kind of like oh I fucked that up and when I look back on that, it's not that it was just that one incident where that happened to me, but that it's showing me that if I regretted anything in that life, it was any time I was not compassionate to myself because as long as I show up and I'm kind and I love and I love life, it works out like what's for you can't pass you. Like you can't beat yourself up into success. And if you can, you could have gotten there easier and faster with compassion. But then it's like, I don't even regret that because now I see it and it's really clear to me. And so even even though I might regret it in that life, it still serves me, serves me in this life. Mm. Do you feel like you're still in the room, in the house, or are you ready to move through the light? I'm ready to move. All right, so you'll notice in the horizon that beautiful source energy will start to take shape and that gentle pull towards the light will start to settle in, taking all of that love and compassion with you through the light and then allowing yourself to move toward a place. We can sit comfortably with your guides, your ancestors, your higher self, 
and reflect on the experience. Moving there easily and effortlessly in three, two, and one. Do you feel like you're somewhere familiar, like you've been here before, or is this a new, new place? I've been here before. Do you feel any guides nearby? It's like, it's like we're, Daylo and I are in this big puffy cloud and it's kind of like, a, you know, sometimes there's that pink moment before the sun sets and it's just like kind of a funny like sleepover theme. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Lounging on the softness around us. It's beautiful. Why did you see that particular life today? The first thing is the, the presence, the mindfulness, and really just the appreciation for what's around you creates a life that feels really full. It kind of comes back to that same thing that I've been thinking about since William said it of like the universe experiencing itself and just that was the point of life and so being just finding something to appreciate around you and like really appreciate it does a lot for satisfaction levels so that's always good for Gina to know and then um, yeah almost kind of this idea of Gina's in a time of, in some areas, life is speeding up. In other areas, it's slowing down. It needs to slow down. And so it's, while Gina has a better relationship with slowing down than she ever has, there's still kind of these doubts of like, am I missing it? Am I giving up? Am I, yeah, yeah. Am I giving up or am I surrendering to this? Is that good? Is it bad? And it's just to say, as long as you're open and living your life and appreciating what's around you, you cannot miss what is for you. you it's in how you like live and appreciate every day, which seems so simple and like, well, who wouldn't want to do that? But it's like, most people don't, like they just don't do it. We feel like if we're going to appreciate even the small things, it's like we're going to get compliant or stop trying. And sometimes you just need a break and then you go again and then you need a break and you go again. That's just life. And if you're always going, that's why you feel like death. <laughs> so then is there a difference in surrendering and giving up? They might look the same, but the seeds of intention are very different. And in surrender is the belief or the hope or the faith that we can and will go with the flow of life and will at the very least be okay, but hopefully be even better than we are now. And the seed of intention, if the seed of intention for surrender is like hope, in optimism, then the seed of intention for giving up is like fear, sadness. Um, and so again, it doesn't matter if it looks like someone's giving up or if it looks like they're surrendering, we'll never know unless they tell us their experience. Wow, that's, it's coming so Dale is kind of saying like that idea though of not so much the action but the seed of intention and of course the impact the impact is the trump card when you're dealing with other people but like with when we're dealing with our own decisions for our own life even when you think about what we do or don't do in our own lives in the in the midst of COVID and quarantine and all of that it's like 
a lot of times it seems like everybody's just kind of throwing shit at everybody else for what they're doing or not doing. And it's like, well, we're, I believe we're all doing our best based on what we believe. And that gives me a lot of peace. I see a lot of people who think people are being malicious or whatever. And in times when I'm thinking that, I feel that. Anyway, it's kind of all related. Like all this, not only Gina, but the collective, like when we sweat what other people are thinking or doing or why they did something, it's just like another layer of like, do we really need to be doing this? We don't actually know. This is actually a huge waste of time. And if it is important, I can ask or they can share. All right. Um, Gina has been experiencing uh, an ache and a pain in the middle left side of her back. Was this related to this past life? And if not, what was that related to? Or what is that related to? Not this past life. It almost seems like trap around it kind of like teeth dug into it it's inside kind of along my spine but then it's also I don't know kind of around my ribs I'm not sure um what this is or where to go with it but it I almost feel like it's a residue from I'm not sure if I've experienced the life or not but a residue from a life where I think I was like injured fatally, intentionally or not. It, it's almost like a, it's like an echo of like when I reached that age where I was like stabbed and killed there. Did that echo ignite in my body in any life that I'm older than that death scene? I don't know. I'm just starting to wrap my mind around it. To get a sense of how to maybe loosen this grip and, and get that out. I'm going to breathe it out. Hmm. Just let me know when it feels like it's loose enough to go ahead and pull it out. So it's, it's less, but the, I'm getting this, it's going to be deep breaths every day, like, okay, how much? It's like every day to take 10 deep breaths, like focusing on that area, doing Reiki on that area. I get the sense that there's something to like learn from in there, but I can't not, I'm for whatever reason, not right now, but it's just very clear. Like this is something to focus on every day. Like something else is, this is leading me somewhere to some idea, but maybe we could still like fill it with white light. Let's see if we can accelerate this process at all. Yeah, so just go ahead and practice doing that Reiki or sending that light into those spaces. And any extra spaciousness that you got from doing that breathing, just go ahead and feel that out. And then begin to allow that white light to pour into this newfound space, filling up and overflowing, bringing some more ease and awareness into the process. Just let me know whenever you feel like you've completed that. Okay. Gina has been experiencing some anxiety, especially when she is alone, um, when things get quiet. 
especially when she's not at home. What is this feeling of dread that arises in her? It's a fear of safety or not being safe. Yeah, and that's why, that's why she reads it as anxiety or dread and not fear because the fear doesn't make sense logically because the fear doesn't make sense. It's like a, it's just like an old tape that I don't subscribe to at all anymore, which is you're going to be in danger or scared or unsafe. And to be clear, when I have those thoughts, I am not in danger. So it's almost like this old tape with misplaced feelings. And so because they're not in the right spot, I don't understand them. So I call it anxiety or dread, but it's really fear. And I almost get the feeling just seeing that right now, that might be enough actually to, to get it to go or to get it to go as soon as it comes anxiety or the dread huh wow so it's just as simple as pressing stop on that tape or just taking it out completely yeah kind of digging it up like oh this is what it actually is oh that doesn't really apply so yeah throw it away it just seems like a no-brainer like oh yeah that's so clear it doesn't make any sense all right gina has some pretty exciting things, some new things coming up with her business. Is there anything that she needs to know about the hypnotic arts training? It's kind of like a, a re, just restating that as long as I'm mindful and appreciating what's around me, the good things that are for me, you know, I'll be able to, not only I'll be able to catch them, but I'll be able to see them from miles away. You know, I guess I have questions about the membership and the training. It's just because I feel like I'm behind on it. Like I, that's what that question is stemming from. Behind compared to what? Do the work and it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Like uh, it, and it's highlighting just a pattern that I guess I would have guessed I would have let go of by now. Um, I do it way, way less frequently. But just this idea of like, oh, I have this really great idea. And then I'm just like, a small part of me is annoyed that it's not finished yet. <laughs> and that <laughs> small part of me is like, can be super loud at times. That's something I don't really do a lot of anymore. That's interesting. I mean, that's good that I don't. So is there anything else around the membership or is the answer the same for both the training and the membership? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it is the same. And just from my point of view, as the person doing the work I am, the questions, hmm, I guess it's this idea I'm being shown like, yeah, these are big projects. And not only are they big projects, but like with the membership, I have Joe helping me with that. With the training, I have Sarah helping me with that. So it's like, it's also navigating what it is to work with someone else because I've been working solidly alone for over five years. Um, but so what is it like to work with someone again? And also like getting to know that person and their work style and even good and easy relationships take finesse and thought at the beginning. And so mm -hmm. that's like, I think another reason, it's just another layer on top of it that I'm not taking into account when I think of the work needed to you know do these two big projects say in the next six months or whatever oh well, that's really interesting yeah what could you do to bring more ease and joy into working with people again 
yeah, right now it really is just the acknowledging that that is a transition hmm. is like enough to be like, oh, that's why another layer of thought and energy and it's not bad. It's just, if you ignore it, then you're going to think you're behind or you're going to feel like something's off or you're going to, but if you can acknowledge all the work you're doing, then instead of just beating yourself up, instead of Gina beating herself up because she feels like she's behind, instead know the entire battle you're fighting and feel good that you're doing as good as you are. Not like working with people is a battle. It's just an additional layer of thought and attention that isn't needed when you're all alone for five years. But fuck, does that help feel good? So that's like even to just acknowledge that is like, oh, okay, that's probably why I'm feeling like these projects are bigger than my to-do list because they are. It's just like a change in how I do, how I work, a change in how Joe works, how Sarah works. You know, it's just a lot of change. It'll be fine. But you go slower and change just because you're learning new things. And um, But the fault is, is that sometimes Gina will beat herself up for going that, for going slow. Even though she's okay with it, even though she needs she has, she knows she needs she has to do it. There's something inside of her that still has something to say. That kind of makes it a little more stressful. But just acknowledging that just seems like oh okay. That's great. All right. Is there anything that Gina needs to know about reconstructing her romantic life? <laughs> Dale is like, don't think of it as reconstructing. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> um, okay, so that's step one, I guess. Yeah, it's the same thing of like um, just acknowledging like the changes but acknowledge the change but then also like honor the energy it takes just to withstand change and change your thoughts and your feelings and your outlook And so it's not, yeah, it's like I'm zooming out and seeing like, what I really want is, is more just partnership in my life, work partnership, romantic partnership, friendship, whatever, travel buddy. And so it's like, that is, my path is also understanding how fucking deep the marriage hierarchy programming goes within me because it's like I see these work relationships and my work is a big part of why I'm on earth and I just think it's funny that like my focus is on my romantic partnership and what what's that you know who can I snag in that and instead being like, well, actually what's really going on is like, I'm reworking partnership with Alex. I'm starting partnership with Joe and Sarah. Like, that's a lot. That's okay if like not every area of companionship isn't lit up like the fucking 4th of July inside your life. Yeah, so it's like this idea of like, if you focus on it, then yeah, it can seem like a real failure. But if you zoom out and go, what do I really want in my whole life? And then be present, appreciate what's around you and you can't miss it. You can go about dating however you want. You can go on apps. You can go sit at, you know, wherever the single dudes hang out. You can, you can do whatever you want, but 
again, if you're not appreciating your surroundings, you're probably not going to see anybody either. And if you find dating apps, there's not one thing on there you can appreciate, then, you know, for millennia, people found lovers without dating apps. You'll, you'll be okay, Gina. So it's, all, it's like, I guess it's confirming that in me. It's like, I know everyone does this, but this is just not for me. Mm. Not right now, anyway. Gina feels as if there is a new identity blooming within her. Is there anything she needs to know about that? Yeah, Daylo is just validating, like, the term identity is the right word right now with the transgender you know um suppression or laws or whatever all that stuff going on um it's kind of one of those things of like people just don't get it right if they're not struggling with that they think that struggle doesn't exist but to me I look at that and I'm like, that would be really fucking painful to be like the whole world sees me one way and I'm this other way. Like I have shades of that, even though it doesn't have around my gender and it's not as damaging, I don't believe. Um, but I do like when people look at me, if I, I don't want someone to, I am just not someone who wants to be married anymore. I, I want all kinds of like companionship, romantic partnership, business relationships and friendships. I want all of that. Yeah. I just feel like a lot's coming in right now. I'm just going to kind of let it settle. Yeah. Yeah. So what I get is it is a change in identity. And in this case, I mean, the fewer things. Mm, and that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I got to just let that simmer. It is identity. That's fucking huge. It's layered. It's wrapped up in who you are in your heart. It's wrapped up in external validation. There's all kinds of polarities. There's all kinds of balance to seek. So yeah, just noticing like parts of my identity, like that anxi anxiety I would feel in the evening, late afternoon. It's like, oh, that's fear. Like fear that I can't take care of myself. Oh, I can take care of myself. Like I'm, I'm so good. Like even noticing when there's like old stories like that dictating behavior and <laughs> and then they goes this whole fucking identity crisis like existential crisis on the inside and i'll go through all these changes and everyone will be like i don't see a difference <laughs> it's like yeah it doesn't matter like changes for us like mm. a lot of people will never even notice a difference you know, most people I come into contact maybe won't ever notice a difference, you know, but I will and the people who really know me will. Hmm. All right. Gina, would it be fun to ask Dalo about your fairy visitor that you had? <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like... Uh, hey, Dingling, you invited them in. Do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. That's so funny. How often do I do that? You're invited in. Come on in. Help us play. Have fun. Protect us. And then I, I'm like, oh, what was that? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying they're there and they, they, you know, lean on them, have fun with them, appreciate them, ask them for things. Just like have fun with it, get curious with it. That is lovely. All right, it's time to begin our journey back. 
there it is. That is our episode for the day. If you're interested to learn more about kinship, you're going to want to look at episode 93, and it has all the details about kinship, like why I named it that, how I decided to do a membership. I'd been thinking about it for a long time. I just kind of share the whole journey of kinship with you, and my hope is that you join me in 2022, because I would love to see your face on Zoom with me once a month. Let's do it. Okay, that is our episode. Feel free to take anything that helps you, that gives you more ease as you move through this world. And anything that doesn't fit, just leave it right here. Until next time, bye.